1: Hey, Boiling Pointers. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Before we start, Dave and I want to let you know all about our Boiling Point Process online courses, live events, and masterminds. After interviewing hundreds of leaders, we've packaged a ton of knowledge together to serve up to you. Info that will help you and your company be heard in a very noisy marketplace. So visit www.boilingpointprocess.com and sign up for the email newsletter and we'll let you know when our next cohort or event is. Thanks also for supporting The Boiling Point by subscribing to us on iTunes and also leaving a rating for us. Dave, uh, it, it's, it's been a little while, man, like a number of weeks since, uh, since the audience has heard you and me uh, without our good friend, Dr. Bill Howitt. Uh, so this is a, a special little, uh, little uh, insert of, of old school uh, Boiling Point. Old That's school, right. That's old right. We're in two different places right now.
2: Totally. And we got, uh, we, and, and this is a very timely one. We've got an old school guest coming in someone we've interviewed twice before, but twice. only recorded once <laughs> he reminded of us, but awesome. But, um, but he, like Greg, uh, when Matt reached out and, and I put it out to you, we both agreed like, yeah, we got we gotta talk because very important for small business to be hearing this given the, um, the crisis that we're all dealing with COVID-19 we're all in different locations right now, self-isolating. Um, and we're going to bring Matt Sims into the conversation and Matt, um, maybe start with just how are you personally doing right now and how, how are you, how are you feeling? Yeah. You know,
3: um, we, we live with other clients in crisis, uh, and we normally have a pretty good handle on managing our own company, but this, this nailed us, right? Like we just bought a sign company in January, United sign and Trimline. Uh, we had to lay off 13 of the 18 in there. Uh, as we try to rebuild that business, because nobody's buying a sign right now, um, right. and all of our revenue just fell off a cliff. Uh, and so that uh, Sunday night was the most difficult night I've had as a business owner uh, since we started. I got an hour of sleep. I had to have layoff conversations in two companies. I had to have. Then I had to move straight from layoff conversations to let's get moving on a plan and let's get past this. The only ways through. Um, so how am I holding up? Uh, I'm, I'm used to working with companies in crisis, uh, but, uh, man, we're going through this with everybody. This, this sucks.
2: Yeah. Okay. There's no
3: other way to say it. And it's hard as hell on a business owner. Cause not only do you have the pressures of your personal life, but you've got other people's lives in your hands and something dramatic, all out of control, nothing you could have done is now influencing people you've spent years with. You know, you've got memories of them. I, I could drone on about this, but just to say, listen, this is, I, I haven't gone through anything harder in my life.
1: Okay. Yeah. And it's, it just has an interesting, uh, you know, there's always silver linings, right? Uh, uh, I think the three of us are optimistic enough to know that we will get through this. Yeah. Um, but what an incredible, um, opportunity for both of you, uh, Dave in the coaching space and, uh, you Matt in the, um, simplicity design, uh, just really quickly explain the space that you're in. Yeah.
3: Yeah. We help organizations get out of crisis and then scale. And so it's awesome.
1: So so for you both to go to your clients and say, yeah, we know all the theory, we know all the case studies, but we've all actually gone through it ourselves. Like that's, that's powerful. So um, uh, this is you guys uh, sharpening your swords, and for for Heming's House, you know, as as video storytellers, we're in the same boat. Like like if we can help companies continue to message, um, and f- and if we can prove that we can stay alive by by telling our own stories, then uh, let's look at this as a, as a time to time to grow our skills and get stronger.
2: Uh, you know, well, but I and and in all that, I mean, yes, there's opportunity. I do appreciate and part of what I really enjoyed. Last time we talked, um, Matt, was just your authenticity and just rawness. So thank you for bringing that in because so many people are going through exactly what you're going through. On the coaching side, you know, uh, like the kind of our business model is that we are starting and currently engaged with you know a number of leaders between our roster of coaches and the stories I'm hearing are heartbreaking man and it's just um, crazy crazy things and you know I can't share specifics obviously but it's just it's hard on the head um, and we're all going well when, when we're trying to support other people we're like well you know what, what do we point to where do we go and what I like is um, is you you have a, a, a playbook that uh, your father uh, merv would have developed a number of years ago and you guys have been using for businesses in crisis and now you're doing these podcasts and maybe share with people what's happening because we want to get you know this kind of information into the hands of others and 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 there's some stuff you guys are doing on a daily basis as well so maybe you could share a little bit of that matt
3: yeah absolutely Uh, we're 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 working you know 2008 a major crisis hit uh, 9 11 a major crisis hit my father's been through four major economic crises. Um, they were all economically driven, uh, not pandemic driven. The last time the world's seen something like this is 1919. So you know, there's only a few people who were even alive then who are still alive. Uh, but through those four economic crises, there—if anybody tells you they have a magic bullet or can wave a wand and help you, they're full of shit. They can't. <laughs> but what they can do is help you develop a forecast of what you think's going to happen help you get to a plan of attack based on that forecast and then help you execute it. And what's going to happen is as you execute it, you're going to learn. So you're going to go through the iterations, right? I'm watching all these people come in and say, they can save your world uh, only if they're going to sit with you and learn as you execute, that's it. And so, you know, I went through those a little quick, but I'll back up to each one of them. The, the tendency is here to panic and act the problem with that is you're, you don't have a very good chance of doing the right things. So we got to back up and go, I need a forecast. I need a forecast of my customers and how it's going to impact them in the short term and in the long term. And from that, I'll get a forecast of cash. And then from that, I need to look at a forecast of constraints I'm going to have in my supply chain, in how I'm doing the work skill sets, and then how I'm going to go to market. And so once I got to build that forecast and maybe we stop at the forecast and sort of dive into it a little bit because there's some important things here.
2: Well, and maybe even if it's okay. Yeah. Like, I think something you said is I think is so important for people to recognize and um, the um, detrimental actions that come out of panic. And not just for business in every situation. Right. And, and, and so like, what are some metaphors you'd use around, you know, because, because panic for me can do one of two things. makes me overreact or underreact or, you know, to a situation. Right. I know the metaphor I would use is if I'm feeling panicky and, and really nervous and fear driven playing, and I haven't played hockey in years, but when I played hockey, that's when you're going to get injured because you go into the corner, you're tense, you're tight you can't pick up the puck, you don't skate the same way, you get hammered, you get an injury, right? And so in other words, it works exactly opposite to what you're trying to accomplish.
3: Yeah, I mean, if you want to dive into the literature here, most people know it as fight or flight, but they miss the last one, which is fight, flight, or freeze. And what I'm seeing almost everywhere is the freeze. People are literally frozen. They don't know what to do. They know they need to do a 1,000 things, and they're not moving. And so they're sitting here, and then when they finally do move – they're moving based on emotion and they've shut down all logic creativity etc. so what I, what i'm going to give you is a series of threes but this series of three can guide all decision making safety liquidity creativity that's what business owners need to go through as they're looking at their next options is it safe is it going to keep my cash flow where it needs to be because we're back to cash accounting for most businesses and what kind of creative answer can I have to this? Right. That's, and, and hopefully you can get out of the fight, flight, or freeze and move into a calmer space where you can just say, Hey, listen, like, like the only way through this is likely not in the fear mongering scarcity mentality. It's going to come over from the abundance. It's going to come over from, from, from seeing the world and being of service to it now because there are too many people scared right, right now. Right, right. So, I think
2: I think that's what <clears throat> Greg. You naturally do. You're you're good at. Yeah. He, clearly, a couple of minutes ago, you got there. What and I think and it's awesome and it's a real strength you have and I, I really admire that. Um, he was out by the way, Matt. Um, you know, filming himself um, like, in front of his house and uh, you know showing Moosehead products and all this kind of stuff in his creative space awesome. and that's why we love Greg.
1: Can- canoeing on my part of the river where yours is completely covered. in that. Yeah,
2: exactly. And then the other, the other but, but, uh, but to acknowledge that not everyone has been able to get there or can get there f- at this point, And we just have to help work them through it. I think is what you're saying with uh, what you're describing. Eh, Amen. Yeah, no question. And,
3: and, you know, the the reality is the world that you knew three weeks ago is not coming back ever. It, it just isn't. So to think that it is, is you, you got to stop that because you know, So the spread of virus in the workplace, the common flu was responsible for billions of dollars lost in productivity. The estimate's about 25 billion in the US. So this was already a problem. It was just a silent problem. Now it's not so silent. So the workplace and the way we deliver value and the way we deal with physical distancing, and I'm saying that because I hate the term social distancing because it suggests we shouldn't be social. And Jesus, we need that more than ever right now we need to find a way to connect even though we can't hug right now so as we move to physical distancing that's going to dominate the workplace right and the other thing is this is going to last for a considerable period of time which means your customers buying habits are going to change forever right so your market the market you came from will not exist when we come out the other side of this it may exist for some parts but forever your customers buying habits have changed, right? If you do read anything on habit creation, it's about 66 days to create a new habit. But as we come out of this, until we have a vaccine, people are still going to, they're, they're going to be fearful of this thing. And, and rightfully so, because it transfers quick. Right. So
1: anyway, as you're speaking, I, uh, I got an email this morning, uh, from Seth Godin's blog and just let yeah. me read just a couple sentences. Uh, the, the title is, is everything going to be okay? And then he goes, that depends. If we mean, is everything going to be the way it was and the way I expected it to be? The answer is no. The answer to that question is always no. It's always has been. If we mean, is everything going to be the way it's going to be? Then the answer is yes, of course. If we find whatever happens... Um, if we define whatever happens as okay, then everything will be okay. Given that everything is is going to be the way it's going to be, uh, we're left with an with actually something very useful and productive and, and productive. So, I I think this is really a neat way of looking at it and. Uh, it, with all due respect to all of us who are going through pain right now um, and uh, many others uh, at significantly more uh, significant uh, amplitude um, at the same time acknowledging that it's not going to be the same going back but are we going to be ready for that next uh, landscape you know and I think that's kind of what you're saying uh, Matt right?
3: No question. I mean, if you look at the past, if, if you want to, I, I love Seth and, and I mean, that, that sums up exactly what we were just talking about. Um, when you look at, when you look at your customer and you look at your customer before there was a problem you solved and there was a value to solving that problem. Well, the problem that you solved cannot be solved in the same way going forward. I'm watching wonderful little restaurants become delivery services overnight. They have to, they don't have any choice right? So the problem they used to solve was a space for people to gather with great food. And now they're solving, uh, how do I pay quickly and get safe delivery? Like totally, like they're not, they're not equipped to do that one. So overnight they're having to do that, right? So this is, this comes back to the problem. You solve the value of it. And how's that going to change? Cause it is going to change. And it's going to change quick and it's not going back. It just isn't.
1: So what, what are some of the uh, steps that you're, uh, that, that you've been able to boil down, uh, for- yeah. Now you're leading some of your clients
3: so remember this you're looking for a forecast and then you're looking for a plan and then you want to execute on that plan so if we look through the forecast you got to forecast your customers and as a result of your customers and when they're going to do work you got to get a cash flow forecast and the cash flow forecast starts with what i have in the bank and what i have access to now and then what money's going to come in right and and there's a lot of businesses who aren't going to be able to pay we can touch on ar later uh, because I think this, we better get real human on AR. I mean, we, maybe we should touch on that right now, because this is, the, the reality is, is if we go into that fear place, if we go into that scarcity place and we start hoarding and we say, I'm going to collect all the money I can, and I'm going to pay no one, that just makes the problem worse, right? So if you've got AR and, and you can look at these things, there are some people who can wait for payment because they have big war chests and there are other people who can't. And I think in every case, you owe that person a conversation on your payables. And on the receivables, if you're trying to collect them, doing this is the best way you can do it, but let's get eyeball to eyeball. Because when we're staring eyeball to eyeball, we can have a conversation. So that brings us to the cash forecast. So customer forecast, cash forecast, and then you're gonna wanna look at the constraints in your business, right? I talked to you about having to lay off five people. I talked to you about reduced hours for a number of other people in our organization. That has changed the dynamic of our team, which means our capability pre-COVID and our capability now based on processes and people has changed dramatically. Do you know your single points of failure, right? And, and the odds are between 30 and 70% of us are gonna contract this virus in some way. So the odds are a chunk of your team is going to contract the virus and they're gonna be out for a period of time. Where are your single points of failure? I need to do the forecast for that. I got, I got to be ready because at the end of the day, the business has got to survive to the other side of this so that it can employ people and grow again. If the business goes down, you know, you're toast. That's why you got to have this. That's why you got to have this forecast and really understand what does it look like? What does it look like short-term? What does it look like midterm? What does it look like long-term? Right? So that's, that's how we we're helping companies get to the forecast. Then once you get to the forecast, you want to move on, we can, you got to get to the plan. And when you get to a plan, it's simply three parts. What are you cutting? What are you co- controlling? And what are you continuously improving, right? In 2008, when Toyota hit the, the mass recession, the Great Recession, um, the other automakers cut the night shift. Toyota, with a big war chest of cash, brought the night shift in and said, we're going to put you on improvement, And for almost two years, they kept almost every full-time employee and put them on improvement. And when they came back online, when the economy finally came back online, I think it was 19 months later, 18, 19 months later, when the economy came back online, they just roared ahead of everybody. Because what they had done is they had used the theory of forecasting constraints. They then put their people on improvement and improved those constraints. And they were a well-oiled machine. And everybody who had cut was scrambling to get resources on the rebound. Mm-hmm. So everybody's going to go through a hockey stick. You're going to see business go down and then you're going to see it ramp back up. And you're not going to be the average of the economy, right? It's going to be seasonality is going to hit you. It depends on what kind of cleanliness you need to get back to give people security. You're not going to be the average of this economy. You're going to have different things you got to look at, but where can you invest on an in improvement right now, right? If, if you have some money, Ikea is doing it right now. You go to the webpage of Ikea, they're doing exactly that. They have not let anybody go yet. And they are, they they have shut the stores down. They are focusing on delivery and improvement. It's amazing. It's amazing to watch what the high performing organizations do in these times versus everybody else while they're panicking. So you get your plan, you get your plan of cut control and continuously improve with that plan. You need to then sequence the actions. What am I doing in what order? One of those actions is going to be talking to your bank. The conversation with your bank is a lot easier when you have a forecast and you can tell them what you're about to do. Okay. So I get a forecast. I tell them what I'm going to do. What I would suggest to everybody is get to the bank and get as much liquidity as you can. The rates are low and they're going to look at how they're doing this whole thing 30 days from now. So what they're accepting today is going to change in 30 days. So get in that lineup, but if you get in that lineup with a story, I can tell you how long it took us. It took us 20-minute conversation with both banks. Why? Because we had everything ready for them. It didn't take seven conversations, forecasts, et cetera, going back and forth. It took 20 minutes. That's what it took because we knew how to talk to the banks. That was with the plan. Now you sequence that plan. Now you get to execution. And when you get to execution, this is the golden rule in execution in times of crisis speed up the number of meetings, increase the frequency. If you used to have a meeting once a month, have it once a week. If you used to have it once a week, have it once a day. If you used to have it once a day, have it twice a day. The reason for this is clarity of communication, alignment with your colleagues, and clarity over what you're gonna act on that next day in the different parts of the business, right? You just heighten it up. Just ramp it up. So, and the reason for that is, in our organization with 25 people, we can't have seven narratives. There's too much uncertainty in the world right now. We need one narrative. Literally, after I get off this phone call with you, I will be on our week, our daily plan, do check, act with all 25 people on a Zoom screen, and we'll be going. How did today go?
2: Awesome. Right. Well, actually, I just wanted to uh, to get back to critical points of failure. Yep. Um, <clears throat> You know, and it's interesting and and I think, you know, particularly like there's a lot of small business and I, I thought I was very, I had a conversation with a a company we do a lot of collaborating with and do a lot of business development with and, and the leader of that company said, you know, if, if something, if I get sick, you know, um, you know, because we, so we do so much business development together. You know, her request was, you know, would, would I step in and support her? And I said, absolutely, yeah. Like, or, or I guess her team in this case. And it was uh, what what a, like an honor to be asked. And I just thought to myself, then all of a sudden it just became like a lightning bolt shit, what am I going to do? What happens if I can <laughs> just, for whatever reason, I had not thought of that as a, and that is a huge point of failure in my business. Um, and and so, so that caused me to have some conversations with some people, um, not so much operationally, but more on the, the business development side. Um, so, you know, anyways, I just kind of a, a, a quick uh, story around that. Um, and and it's, it's, so what are you, maybe I'll stop there. And, and Greg, any, does that resonate with you at all?
1: Well, it's just interesting. Our, uh, weekly team meeting, uh, has now become daily, uh, every single morning at nine thirty. full team. Interestingly that, uh, our weekly management meeting, uh, you know, didn't include everybody because we have people working in the field and editors and, you know, that sort of thing. But this is all hands on deck every single person, every single day. And uh, I like what you're saying, uh, about the, uh, PDCA, the plan do check act act, um, meet up at the end of the day we we're not doing that right now but what a what a new thing but in a way we are doing that because the next morning we're doing that essentially how did yesterday go
3: what you are greg but i'm going to jump in there because here's what happens is over a 24-hour period just look up Ebenhaus's curve what you experience that day you will forget about 60 percent mm-hmm. of it by the time you get up the next morning and in a heightened environment so that's why we're doing the check act at the end of the day yep. because i want to know what moved Right. And I want to get the sense for the team. That's why, because I can wake up with ambition and motivation to face the day, but I want to see the looks. And, you know, most of my check act in the first week was like every single day for the first week, it was, how you doing? Yep. And we went through every team member. Right. And at that point there were still 30 of us and did did it take an hour? Yep. But I, I, I had to, I felt that we had to know how they were doing personally because to know, you know, this this is this is unseeable outside, and it's terrifying for some people who have, especially people who are living close to the elderly, um, people who have people in their family who 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 this could impact more drastically, and so for me it was really important to get to there. But anyway, I, I digress. But I'll bring you back to the check act. At the end of the day, allows you to capture the memories of the day in a way you won't be able to in the morning.
1: Great point. Great point, Matt. I'll, I'll, I'll be implementing that. I, I think that's fantastic. Thank you for that. And, uh, and yeah. Matt, is that,
2: is that, is that, uh, invoiceable to Greg? Yes, piece of advice? I can try, but my guess is it's
3: not going to be collectible until about 2023.
2: So <laughs> <Not at laughs> oh, no, Greg, Greg's, Greg's got some cool stuff going on. You'll be great liquid that. now, right? Yeah, that's
1: yeah, good. Yeah. You know what, what's interesting. Uh, yeah. uh and Dave, what I, um, yeah, we're, we're far from liquid, but um, it was really cool to see our team last week get focused because r- what our brilliance is right now is telling stories with animation, and we've sold a ton of it in the last week, within the last week, and uh, yeah. we've been doing animation for years, but that's not, that's not our flag. We're not, we're not an animation house. However, we've been selling animation for a decade, and uh, um, I really feel that for our company, um, for survival... It's shifting the expectation of what a film looks like. And uh, we, uh, I even pulled out this awesome little animation from I say five years ago we did called Toonies talking about how Hemingways House can make these. We made one for you, Dave. Make these little two-minute uh, animations that are just as impactful. They look well, like- I, was,
2: I, I was just going to say, you know what? And, and, and you'll appreciate this, Matt. Greg uh, and his team did one for me in 2013. Yeah. Um, it's called The Leadership Ride. And ironically, um, it's about leadership in turbulent times. And it's, and it's the metaphor is the airplane. And um, I think it's very, uh, I think it's a kind of a neat example of the work you guys do, Greg. I know it's six years ago and you're always, you know, you're, you're a perfectionist, so you want the perfect uh, video to come up. But I think we should share it because the other thing about it is from a leadership perspective, it's it's doing all these things, but what, what, we're, what we talk about in that video and what I'm finding from a coaching perspective is in the turbulent times, um, panic will, is the wrong thing. So if the oxygen mask pops out, you want to start as a leader often, or at least my, a lot of people's inclination is to put masks on everyone else. Yeah. And the idea that we got to put a mask on ourselves to put masks on others and, you know, and, and the logic around that, which is more of a logical, practical, calm solution to the panic. So it's, just, it's, it's funny you brought that up. And it's, um, I've shared that with a lot of clients, and I, I get a lot of good feedback. And it's a, you guys did a really good job on that. Let
3: me say uh, that um, Lisa, so you know Lisa Hayden well, Dave, and, yeah. and since the last time I've been on this, uh, I, I wanted even more self-awareness and self-reflection, so I've hired Lisa as a coach um, in the last little great, bit. And, great coach. And yeah, she's fantastic, uh, and she checked in on me. She goes, how you doing? And, and it was a coaching, I literally had a coaching meeting with her uh, a week before this disaster happened. And every problem that I chatted with her about is no longer a clear and present issue. But the one thing she reminded me of is I couldn't lead an organization if I couldn't lead myself. And really to look in the mirror and go, what do you need in terms of for your own health to be at your best? Uh, And that was a a very timely meeting because, you know, I've, I've been training for marathons and I've never run as much as I've run here in the last little bit. Uh, but making sure to get out for that 30 to 60 minute run every day has kept me sane through this whole thing. Uh, And, you
2: know, So she, she, you know, she did what good coaches do is she said, Hey, Matt, get the oxygen mask on and then you'll be able to assist Then start putting them on the rest of the team because everyone's dealing with this differently. As you know, there's a range of emotions. Um, I want to peer I'm with some peer groups and, and I'm, I'm actually all you think of the roster coaches we got on, you know, some of them just come back from Canada when we did, we did they, what, there was a coach that was in Portugal. Someone else was in uh, Rome, um, another, in uh, Florida, you know, and we're all kind of coming back to the country and you, you could see in the, 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 how everyone's wearing this differently. Yeah. So, um, so I'm really happy to hear that. that's That's great. And, you know, we've noticed that, um, people like yourself and people that understand what coaching is and the value those calls there's been an uptick for sure and um and what an honor to be able to provide that service so so that's that's fabulous
3: well the irony is
2: it's so important right now
3: and the best have always done this that in time of crisis you step back and look at yourself and then you look at the organization before you start making decisions and if you don't do it in that order, you're going to run into problems that you didn't foresee and they're going to hit you twice as hard. Once they, once they come to fruition.
2: Right on.
1: Well, Matt, this is, this is awesome. As usual, the third time we get to talk with you, the second time humans can hear Fully recorded. Don't know what happened on the first one, but let's just, let's just consider that uh, early day uh, learnings. But uh, this has been, excellent and so timely. Um, we do thank you. Matt, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you?
3: So, yeah, I, wanna, I was hoping you'd allow me to jump in here at the end. The, the one thing is we, are, we have gone completely free in terms of facilitating these sessions uh, for small and micro businesses. And so Monday, every day at 1 p.m. next week, Monday is all about the intro to this. Tuesday is all about the forecast. Wednesday is about the plan. Thursday is about how to execute. Friday from 9 a.m. to 12 is facilitated. If you go to simplicity.ca, it's right on the front page. Uh, We know how important this is. There are so many small businesses who are not going to make it. And we just went, as soon as we realized how big this was going to be, we just immediately made everything free. Said, let's go. This is not the time to hide behind a paywall. Let's help as many as we can. And so that's you know info at simplicity.ca goes straight to my inbox. Simplicity.ca has the sign up for the free uh, for the free webinars and they're interactive webinars, 30 minutes and then 30 minutes of Q and A. Awesome.
2: And simplicity is S Y M P L I C I T Y. Yeah,
3: S I will get you there too.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, well done. Of course, we should. We should that's that's contingency planning right there. That was an
3: expensive mistake a
2: long time ago. <laughs> I bet, um, Matt, you're uh, you're a good man. Appreciate what your leadership you're showing for our region. Um, I, I I let's get this out far and wide so people can see it. Um, I I'm there, are, and there's some other resources, um, and there's a lot of people out there helping. But I just think this is so practical. Um, you look good, by the way. So you're, you're, you're obviously getting your exercise in. You look, look healthy and you wouldn't even know that we're going through this crazy time. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Awesome. All right, brother.
1: Have Bye. a great one. Thanks Have so much.
2: Thanks. See you guys. Thanks. Thanks, Matt.
0: Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleash.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening. And remember, keep that pot boiling.